Hello, and welcome to the Eugene Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, Vince Casey. This is the first podcast devoted entirely to the Eugene real estate market, where every month we bring on local experts to discuss current trends to help us navigate the ever-changing landscape that is real estate. The Eugene Real Estate Podcast is now sponsored by House to Home Construction. House to Home Construction. Love where you live. This week's guest is Tiffany Matthews. Tiffany began her real estate career in 2005, where she quickly became a top earner in Lane County. She has since then sold over $230 million in real estate with an emphasis in luxury properties. Tiffany has recently added owner and principal broker to the list of hats she wears as she started her own brokerage entitled The Home Realty Group here in Eugene. In addition to this, she is also uh, still active in her family's construction business and owns an interior design company. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thanks, Vince. How has your summer been so far? Uh, it went by super fast. I hear you. I've been extremely busy as well. Some fun and some work uh, involved, but it's been a good summer nonetheless. Um, so you recently started your own brokerage, Home Realty Group. Uh, I drive by it every day. I love the design of your branding. It feels almost like an Apple product. It's so clean and simple. Who designed your logo? Well, thanks for the compliments. Um, the logo was born in my head (laughs) and then I hired a designer out of Palo Alto to really refine it. The still creative studio is the designer. Yeah. I know that you're into interior design, so I figured you might have had a hand in that. Um, so what inspired you to start your own real estate company? Well, that's a great question. Um, You know, I've been doing it for 15 years. COVID hit. We weren't going into the office as an industry as or anybody really had a lot of time to sit around and think about things while I was selling real estate and figuring out what I wanted my future to look like. And that's when I decided it was time for me to branch out and do my own thing. Nice. Well, uh, you're certainly doing a great job with it so far, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you cook up in the future. Um, now, I'd love to get your perspective on the current market right now. Uh, interest rates kind of keep creeping up a little bit, and school is just starting back, which is historically uh, a time where our business slows down. What type of activity are you seeing out there? You know, it's a little bit of a strange market. Um, there's hot areas and then there's cold areas which we've been prepping for but I'm feeling it a little bit deeper now especially in the mid-range prices kind of cooling off a bit and obviously the interest rates are having an impact on I think the mid-range and lower range yeah it's definitely been unique out there Um, I talked to an old client who had a listing that was right in that mid range, right around 450. He didn't have any activity for about 14 days. And then all of a sudden he had multiple offers. So it's just like, are we hot? (laughs) Are we cool? (laughs) What's happening here? Right now Um, it's anybody's guess to some degree. It, it can feel like nothing's happening. And like you said, after two weeks, multiple offers. So the market's still ticking and cooking, but we can't really, rely upon multiple offers the first weekend like we had been. 
For sure. Um, now, I brought you on today specifically to talk about the luxury market. Uh, we have mentioned in past shows that the market tends to soften once you get past the $500,000 threshold. Um, but as most things real estate, it's not quite that simple. Uh, in your opinion, is the luxury market in Eugene a balanced market or do sellers still have somewhat of an advantage? In my opinion, I believe that the sellers still have advantage. We aren't seeing the biggest softening in the high-end market. In fact, it's really healthy. Good to hear. Um, yeah, well, it, I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? Right. I have a couple of listings right now, one priced at $4.99, getting no showings. And it's in Ferry Street Bridge, in feeds into the best schools. It's been fully refreshed, updated. And then I have a $1.495 million listing on five acres in South Eugene, and it's getting showings every week, multiple showings. Gotcha. So it, those with money where the interest rates don't impact them as much, there's just more activity. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I imagine it depends a lot where those listings are. Uh, on this show, we tend to look at the Eugene Springfield market as a whole. And even then, you can kind of break it down into South Eugene, Ferry Street Bridge, North Gillum, et cetera. And then mm -hmm. inside these markets are also little micro markets of activity. Uh, in your experience, are there certain areas where demand is just always on fire? Certainly. Um my specialty is South Eugene, specifically around campus, so University, Fairmount area. Not a ton of turnover there, but always pent-up buyer demand. So you see anywhere from campus rentals to multimillion-dollar properties, those are getting grabbed up if they're in that 97403 zip code. Yeah, absolutely. I've always seen uh, Fairmount as one of the hottest areas of our market. Mm -hmm. um, just for some of the viewers who are maybe tuning in that aren't quite aware, what qualifies uh, a home as a luxury property, in your opinion? That's a great question. For me, obviously, price point is one of the things. And that price point has gone up over the last few years where we used to see luxury property in like the 700 start in the $750,000 range. Now it's really starting in the 900 and above. Um, and we have a vast market of million dollar homes now <laughs> where 10 years ago, that was pretty unheard of. Um, other qualities about luxury property location. That's also going to drive up price sure. um, size of home if it's newer construction or how it was constructed, if it's a notable architect or high-end builder, and then, of course, amenities and features. Sure. Um, so what type of expectations usually come along with being a listing agent for luxury properties that sort of supersede that of a typical listing? I think most people hiring a broker to sell their luxury property want to know that that broker has experience in the market, that they've either represented other listings of that caliber or that they have a good buyer base 
in that price range. Um, with anything, experience should be a leading factor for people choosing a luxury broker. It's not always the case, but um, that's how I would qualify it. Then, sure. you know, marketing, special marketing tactics, your network, um, you know, being able to reach outside of Eugene, Oregon. A lot of my sellers are really pinpointing getting to the Californians. How do we, you know, get this house out there to the Californians? And I said, well, it's going to go on the internet. So everybody's going to see it no matter where they are. Um, and it's just funny here in Oregon, how people think that everybody with Cal in, with California money is going to come here and just pay anything and everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that you get that a lot. And, um, there are people out there willing to spend that money, but they're still looking for the best deal and the, the, the right property. Well, just because they have a lot of money and they're from California, doesn't mean that they're stupid. <laughs> they're still going to look at value. What's, you know, what's the average dollar per square foot as a, just a basic. Um, and then certainly if it's the house of their dreams and they want it, they, they might pay any price. Sure. Um, so what has been the best way to reach out to uh, a national audience whenever you have a listing? Uh, I, you mentioned that it's online already. Is there another tactic or strategy that you use that has been working so far? You know, I think most of the advertising has really shifted to social media marketing, whether it's through Google, um, Facebook, Instagram, all those channels. There are specific websites for certain types of property. For instance, I had a big equestrian property that was over $2 million and I would advertise on horseproperties.net. People who tend to look for certain unique specific homes, whether it's a view property or waterfront property, there are other networks to advertise through. But other than that, the social media marketing and just the local marketing through the agents, you know, my connections with the brokers that deal with high end buyers, I'm always tapping into them to see who they have. Uh, what advice would you give to a client that is about to list that wants to renovate their home to maximize their earning potential? Oh gosh, that's a great question. <sighs> There's so many variables. Um, First and foremost, you kind of look at the, the house as a whole and what's really possible. Are they living in the house? Are they trying to make these improvements? Um, is it going to be easy or is that going to be more challenging? Most of the time, it's really just cleaning up your house, finishing up any of those little projects that have been lagging. Um, paint goes a long way. So does new flooring. If you have tattered, torn carpet or your wood floors really need to be refinished. When a buyer walks in the door and they see a multitude of projects, they just start ticking down like the offer. And they always think everything's going to cost more money to do. So it's way more lucrative for a seller to make certain improvements. You know, going and doing a whole kitchen is usually scary and often nothing that I tell people to do. Maybe you change out some appliances, 
You can change out some hardware. You can throw some fresh paint on the cabinets if they're painted or refinish them if they're real wood. Um, sometimes I will recommend an update on a countertop, but now we're choosing things that we're hoping that buyers love and spending money on them. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of hard to predict uh, what a buyer is going to want, even though you have a certain taste, uh, doesn't mean it always translates over to the buyer side. Right. You really have to have your pulse on who the demographic for that house is going to be and have a strong feeling of what they're likely going to be drawn to. Sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. It really just depends on the project. On the opposite side of that question, uh, whenever you're representing a buyer, um, what are buyers typically looking for in a luxury property that they can't find anywhere else? Mm. Oh gosh, there's so many things you can look for. Sure. Oftentimes it's, well, first and foremost, it's location. Privacy and security yep. are, are top of the priority list for a lot of people. Having some space or sense of space so that your neighbors just aren't on top of you. Um, design of house and flow. People want usually a little bit bigger in the luxury market. And outdoor attributes, um, covered patios, entertaining areas, outdoor kitchens, pools, you know, you name it, all that stuff outside. It's interesting in Oregon, you wouldn't think that pools would be that popular, but they are. And people love having them or at least the ability to put one in at some point in time if they want to. Yeah, that's a, a big thing for sure. And guest houses or workshops or additional buildings. Just so oftentimes people in the luxury market have several cars. They can have toys, boats, RVs, um, and they need a place to put those. Yeah, almost every time uh, I've been involved with the transaction uh, at this level, it seems like privacy really seems to be a primary concern. Almost all the lots um, are generally about a half acre or more, so people do have that extra sense of privacy and, and storage like you were talking about. Um, well, and you don't so. you want to have the space to have people come over and be in your backyard or your front yard and have that big outdoor kitchen and not feel like everybody's joining your party like your neighbors are. <laughs> I've had the pleasure of being able to drive by your house and it seems like um, when I went and picked something up from you, it seems like y'all are really drawn to some of the more modern features. I thought y'all did an exquisite job with the property. Was that oh, your family's construction that built that place or was that a home that you renovated yourself? Oh gosh, that was a home that we renovated. It really should have been a teardown. <laughs> <laughs> My husband was kicking and screaming when I found this property and he said, absolutely not. We're not buying it. And I said, <laughs> well, sorry, I'm buying it. <laughs> this is our next home. Um, I, love, um, you know, my logo is simple. I like to keep my life simple and I don't need big, huge properties. It's just me and my husband. Now our kids are grown and out of the house. And for me, smaller is better, but really well done. And I love mid century. And this house had the bones that we could work around and improve. And then the lot aspect, it's, got street frontage on the front and the back 
And when I was looking for a new property, I knew that I wanted to build a guest house that we could Airbnb, which we've done. So it's, it's served all the purposes. Yeah, that's great. It's definitely hard to find uh, properties that are mid-century modern in Eugene. Uh, they are here and there, but to find one in a great neighborhood with alley access, um, I'm sure that was a unique find. So I'm glad that you were able to you talk to You have to look into... up the listing from 2015 to see what I had to work with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll check that and out And only if sure. you could smell through the internet, because there were two <laughs> huge Rottweilers in there that rarely went outside. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. It sounds like you definitely uh, picked a, a nice project for Todd to work on there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're keeping him busy. Um, that's about all the questions we have for today. Um, if someone wants to get a hold of you and talk more about the luxury market, uh, is there a best way to get a hold of you? They can go to my website, tiffanymatthews.com. Matthews has two T's. And, <laughs> you know, they just Google my name and they can find my number and give me a call. Wonderful. Well, uh, best of luck to you and your, your new firm that you just started over there off of Willamette. And, uh, I just hope that you have a great rest of, uh, rest of the fall and I'm sure I'll be seeing you shortly. Awesome. Thanks so much, Vince. You bet. Take care. Well, folks, that's our show. I want to thank Tiffany for coming on today. I want to thank Patty Rose for producing the show. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening. Next month's guest is Dustin Volstead, and we're going to talk about flipping houses. <laughs>